Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. 105.3 in Dallas, the call. You saw it on ESPN TV last night, Monday Night Football. The Dallas Cowboys beats the LA Chargers 20-17. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. That game started out with a little pregame brouhaha. Is that what you want to call it? Uh, Dante Fowler, Austin Eckler, punches kind of almost thrown, which I've never understood guys throwing punches with other people with helmets on. Yeah, unless you knock the guy's helmet off. And Dante, it, Fel- Dante Fowler's right caught Austin Eckler. He he got out of that scrum with the quickness. Austin Eckler coming off an injury, he ain't need to be involved in what was going on pregame. Let's just put it that way. Well, he was. Yeah, <laughs> you, he might, was. you might win some, but he just lost one. <laughs> on on top of getting the loss, on here. top of getting the loss at the end of the game, he got the loss before the game too. Ooh. Like Austin Eckler was zero two last night on Monday Night Football. <laughs> uh, Brandon Staley, head coach of the Chargers, has now lost nine games by three points or less over the last three seasons. The Cowboys are ten and one after a loss over the last three seasons. The game ends on two monster defensive plays by the Cowboys: a sack by Michael Parsons, an interception. By Steph Gilmore. Dak Prescott doesn't have an interception. Does a great job of running the football 40 yards and a touchdown last night. 21 of 30, 272, two touchdowns. Cowboys had to win this. They're 4-2. and two. Arguably should be 5-1. and one. You want that, obviously, that Arizona loss. You, uh, you cannot even come close to saying, hey, they should have beat San Francisco. They got annihilated. On the whole, it feels like the Cowboys are heading in the right direction here. Well, it was a good win for the Cowboys, but I, I'm not going to jump out the window with this. I mean, the Cowboys still haven't beat a team with a winning record, right? Their teams, the teams that they've beaten are combined 13 and 16 through week seven. I mean, through week six of the NFL season. Now, I, I will say that it was nice to see them respond in the way that they did last night. I mean, think about this. The Chargers drew first blood, and then the Cowboys came back and answered with the score. And they did that all night. They answered scores with scores um, from the uh, of their own uh, after the L.A. Chargers got on the board. And I think that's a sign of a good team. And, Smalls, you mentioned the record for the Cowboys coming off of a loss. I think that, that those things matter. And then Dak Prescott's performance individually I thought was good. Dak outplayed Justin Herbert. I mean, that, that's just that's just a, a fact of the matter. He outplayed Justin Herbert's. When you break out his actual numbers, he was a perfect eleven for eleven targeting Ceedee Lamb and Brandon Cooks. And in the red zone, Dak was a perfect four for four with a touchdown and a one twenty nine rating. So that that's what you want from your quarterback. Um, the fact that Dak Prescott was able to deliver in in that spot and, and be a big reason why the Cowboys won that game last night is a good sign for this team. But I still think they've got a ways to go. I don't think anything for me materially has changed with the Dallas Cowboys in terms of where they stand in the NFC pecking order. I I don't. Now, even though the odds in Vegas have shifted a little bit, Dallas, after last night's win, went from plus 1,500 to uh, to get to the Super Bowl to plus 1,200. They have passed the Detroit Lions, who are at plus 1,400. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys have passed the Detroit Lions just off of last night's win, given what we've seen from Detroit. So I, I would stop short of saying 
that this changes anything in terms of what I expect them to be over the long haul. But I do think this is a step to them getting to where they want to be in terms of growing into a football team that can take on the top three teams in the NFC. Yeah, I think we did learn something about the Cowboys last night, right? You mentioned the stat that I threw out there earlier for those that missed it. The Cowboys are 10-1 and after a loss over the past three seasons. But this wasn't just any loss. This was a monumental loss to the San Francisco 49ers. This was a team that was their self-proclaimed measuring stick that went out there and absolutely worked them. They took a lot of heat, and deservedly so, in the week after that. And they had to come out and win this game. It wasn't perfect, but the, the... Defense did what they needed to do. They were all over Justin Herbert all night long. And Dak Prescott and the offense were efficient, and they got they got the win. But if they lost that game last night, and it was a close one, if they lost that game, can you imagine the way we would have torched them this morning? So I think we learned a lot about them to be able to turn the page and close the book on what happened with San Francisco. The flip side of it, the Chargers. They lose 20-17. to 17. They now have a losing record at 2-3. and three. They are a team that has Kansas City coming up this weekend. And... I think that what we learn about Justin Herbert is that we don't take his temperature on a week-by-week basis. And I think when we do that to star athletes, it's a compliment. For example, Giannis Antetokounmpo is unbelievable. Losing the first round last year, it's like, okay, whatever, we move on to the next thing. If your team, CC, the Lakers, are in the playoffs, they lose in the first round, LeBron James 20 years in, and he loses, all hell breaks loose Mm -hmm. because he's a megastar. We take his temperature every day on how he's doing. Is he playing well? Is he not playing well? Minutes, whatever it is. I think what we've learned about Justin Herbert is he, we don't consider him a superstar. We consider him a really good player. We do not take the temperature every single week. We don't constantly bring up that he had a complete and utter meltdown in the postseason last year. We don't look at him the way we look at Josh Allen, honestly. We don't, people are critical of Jalen Hurts after the one loss that they had because of the three turnovers. Justin Herbert, we're not as critical of him as we are of Lamar Jackson. I think Justin Herbert's a really good player. I think if we're going to be true to ourselves, I don't think we look at this guy as a superstar. Not ability, but the way in which we react to him and critique him, he gets very much of a free pass. Well, he gets a free pass because his head coaches have been the shield of criticism, right? I mean, he came in to the league with Anthony Lynn as his head coach, coach on the hot seat. He's in his fourth year in the NFL, his coach Brandon Staley on the hot seat. And those coaches have been easy targets for their own mistakes, their own coaching gaps. And so I think we look at it through the lens of good players not being able to overcome bad coaching. But at some point, we're going to get to you know a, 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 a place where Justin Herbert is going to get more criticism because he's the common denominator in all of the underachieving that the L.A. Chargers have done. Now, we almost got to that point in the playoff, uh, I guess, debacle or meltdown that they had down in Jacksonville, but we put a lot of that on Brandon Staley, and people were questioning whether or not a coach that got his team to the playoffs could actually get fired. I was the one that was advocating for that, even though I don't like to call for people's jobs. I didn't think that Brandon Staley did a great job. I don't think that Brandon Staley does a good job now. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. They decide, it makes the decision. There's no evidence that he does. He makes, he makes the decision to go for it in the red zone in the second half, and it turns out those three points that you passed on could have used those at yeah. the end of the game. So I, I, I think that Justin Herbert is a good to borderline great quarterback. What I mean by that is he's right on the verge of getting into tier one. But the only way he makes that leap is that if we see some change in terms of his talent translating to team success. We haven't seen it yet. And we're starting to wonder, when is it going to happen? The organization already made the financial commitment to him. Now it's a matter of Herbert being able to make the requisite plays to put his team in position to win. 
Justin Herbert got the ball back last night with a little over two minutes to go, and his team promptly went three and out. And when I say out, that means a pick to turn out the lights in the stadium because the game was over. 100%. That play can't happen. He's got to be better under those circumstances. Like Brock Purdy in Cleveland on Sunday was awful for the first 58 minutes of the game. Last drive of the game, perfect 4 for 4 leads his team down, puts his field kicker in position for a chip shot field goal. Now the kicker missed the field goal, but they had a chance. Had a chance. To, they had a chance to win that game. Justin Herbert didn't give them a chance to win that game last night. And that's probably the most surprising part given that this team was coming off of a bye week and had extra time to prepare. Now, maybe it's because of the finger that Justin Herbert was a little bit off. Maybe he had some off-target throws as a result of that. But there are no excuses. We, we, we can't continue to look at reasons as to why he can't produce. When they pay you the money, you got to go out there and give results, and Justin Herbert didn't do that last night. I think the reason that we don't hold him to the same standards as some of these other quarterbacks that are in the same tier or the same range as him is because, as I've said before, the L.A. Chargers are in the shroud of meh. I mean, they have a nomadic fan base. They're basically house guests at SoFi Stadium. Yep. Any game that's there, we assume, is going to be a home game for the opposition. It was last night for the Cowboys, it, yep. It, I mean, it is for the Rams, too, but at least they have won a Super Bowl there and have more of an established fan base. Whether it's the Cowboys or – think about this. We talk about Justin Fields way more than we talk about Justin Herbert. And mm-hmm. this is somebody who's supposed to be the guy, who's getting paid like he's the guy. Yep. They're sitting there at 2-3. and three. All of their games have been decided by – seven points or less this season at some point he's going to have to take that next step and be better but I think if he was playing for a franchise in a different market or a franchise that had a really passionate fan base that we would hear about it and we would be talking about it way more I I just think in this season we looked at it as Brandon Staley being the reason why Justin Herbert can't get to where we think a quarterback of his ilk should get to I wonder, does the conversation shift if he has more games like last night where we're saying Justin Herbert is going to get Brandon Staley fired? Like, I, mean, well, I think Brandon Staley is going to get Brandon no, Staley fired. No, but, but this is the th- Yes, nobody's going to sit here and argue that Brandon Staley is a big-time coach. And I would want Justin Herbert as my quarterback. Great hair. But what I'm saying <laughs> to you is that at some point, what we're saying is Justin Herbert will click to the level that he will click to when he has his third head coach. At some point, there has to be a mirror looked in and said, well, I'm not helping with this. I understand my numbers are pretty good, but I'm now in my year, what, five next year. Yeah, year And five, I'm going to yeah. likely have my third head coach. Doesn't mean I'm bad, but it also means maybe I'm part of the problem. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. There's some part of this here, and I know that we want to be – like loving towards Herbert because we think he could be so great and he can be and he started out really really well and he's got a beautiful head of hair too I said that and now yeah, you're going to say that again and we're going to keep saying that and I, I also think, think the hair is I great. think we should continue to say that because it is unbelievable beautiful, beautiful that hair, hair. <laughs> it's just tremendous that hair he even, even the NFL put out a picture yesterday of his hair go out the NFL Twitter they, oh, I saw it I saw it they I saw put it. out great. a picture of his hair it's great but at some point there has to be that mirror moment for this guy of. I'm not helping here because how many other quarterbacks through five years could play for three, assuming they have a new coach next year, could play for three coaches and we only put it on the coach. Again, I'm saying, like you've said of Fields, which we're going to get to coming up, like you're still not writing him off. I like Justin Herbert. I think he's really good, but we cannot ignore the blame that has to go on him if he's on his third head coach in five years next year. Yeah, because the common denominator will be Justin Herbert at Mm -hmm. that point. At that point, we're taking away the shield that is the organizational failures, the head coaching gaffes, and we're putting it on the quarterback. Because if you're that good, 
And when you have those opportunities in primetime games at home, coming off of a bye week against a team that's you know trying to decide which path they're going to take, like I, I, I just think those are the games where your quarterback has got to step up. Nobody will sit here and argue that, that, that Dak Prescott is a more talented player than Justin Herbert. I think we all see the talent that Herbert's bringing to the party. Correct. But last night, Dak Prescott was the best quarterback on the field. That's a problem. And that ain't got nothing to do with Brandon Staley. That that that's a Justin Herbert issue that, right there. They've got to figure that out. He's got to figure that out. I'm not saying that Brandon Staley is helping the cause, but Justin Herbert doesn't feel like he's helping the cause either. Since we saw him in week two in 2020, the first time he played in an NFL regular season game against the Kansas City Chiefs, have we seen any material change or growth from no, Justin Herbert? No leap. Now, he was high up as it was, right? He, he, he was, was really, really good, good right off the yeah. bat. Yeah. But there hasn't been that leap. Let's look at it this way. Imagine, hypothetically, last night, down 20-17, to 17, when the defense was not attacking you all game long. Dak Prescott, instead of Justin Herbert, gets sacked on, on that play by Micah Parsons or whoever, let's say Khalil yeah. Mack, looks rattled, next play throws a terrible pick. That is all we'd be talking about all day today. No doubt. All we'd be talking about. Correct. And I understand this the the magnitude of that football team. We're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. But when the Dallas Cowboys do things right, we get quiet. When other teams do things as wrong as the Chargers did, we don't get that loud. No, we don't. And the other thing that I always talk about with players, I want to see competitive greatness being at their best when their best is required. Mm. Justin Herbert, since he's coming to the league, he leads the league in interceptions in the fourth quarter in one-score games. He's got 13 of them. Ooh, the next closest quarterback has eight. So there's got to be something to be said for making mistakes at the most inopportune times. That's something that we said about Dak Prescott. Coming off of the loss to the San Francisco 49ers, we had back-to-back-to-back interceptions. We're saying, this guy makes mistakes at the wrong time. Justin Herbert last night, another fourth-quarter interception to end the game. Those types of plays can't happen. When your team in the game is in the balance and you've got the ball in your hands, you're supposed to be the difference. That's why they paid you $250 million. He was the difference all right last night. He was the difference for the Dallas Cowboys being able to seal that win. 888-SAY-ESPN is the telephone number to jump in in the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Are we being fair or unfair here with Justin Herbert? I think we're finally being a little bit critical of him, right? I think we're – oh, wow, you just distracted me, Jerry. Can't be critical of that. Look oh, at that hair. Oh, my God, on the TV side. Look at that hair. Too. Aura. Aura. That's what that the NFL put out there. Is Look at that. Is this why we don't hold him accountable sometimes He's too for pretty. the play because of the hair? We're, we're distracted that's by the That's why I'm allowed to get got, away with a lot hair. here. Same he's kind got of really, He's got really good what? hair. I'm envious of his hair. I wonder what conditioner he is. Wow, what hair. Can Jerry put that on me? Is that Voluminous. Possible? Voluminous. Oh, what hair. They put out aura. What a, what a way of saying it. Um, we'll get your phone calls in on that, plus mustaches and wedding songs, as we learned today that CC came down the aisle. Strong this, opinions on both of them. This is this is the coolest thing about this guy. I don't care that he won a Super Bowl, whatever. Strong, strong opinions on He walked on down the aisle to the Bulls theme song. song. It's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. 888-SAY-ESPN and the Dr. Pepper call in line. Well, a former great linebacker may agree disagree Excuse me, with everything that this man had to say. We'll get to that next it's on sportsman like on espn radio passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. The road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action as you did yesterday on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. Texas Rangers are just basically the greatest team of all time. They just don't Rolling. lose 7-0 and in the postseason. Crazy. Nathan Avaldi getting out of jams in the 5th and the 6th yesterday. And the Phillies with a win going up one nothing in that series over the Diamondbacks. You heard all of them. Carl Ravitch, Book Shambi on the calls, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. So yesterday on our show, reacting to the latest injury here with Justin Fields, a thumb injury where the Bears have said there is no timetable for his return, uh, Chris Canty... Longtime NFL player, 11 years, won a Super Bowl, had this to say about the Bears and Fields. You know why you get rid of him now? Because the guy ain't stayed healthy for a complete season in the three years of his career. Why would you think that's going to change this year? You knew the clock was ticking. You knew it was ticking. And guess what happened? After a couple of good games, predictably, Justin Fields get hurt. So that's why I told Bears fans it was probably in your best interest to sell high on Fields if there was a quarterback needy team that wanted to upgrade. Why would you not look to offload him now, knowing that he's not your quarterback of the future? Well, one of the greatest parts about this gig for us, guys, is that Many stations across the country, wonderful stations, have hosts that listen to the show and fans mm-hmm. that listen to the show and analysts mm-hmm. that listen to the show on their way in. And obviously that happened yesterday in Chicago. ESPN 1000, Cap and Jay Hood have been great to us, and we've been on with them. And Lance Briggs is a part of the Bears broadcast on ESPN 1000, former great linebacker for the Bears, clearly was listening to the show and had this to say about what Canty had to say about Justin Fields. Chris Candy's words don't move me. They don't move me at all. You know, he, to me, his comments sound like a, a, a D lineman trying to evaluate a quarterback. You know, he, he said he didn't make, check, talk about anything technical that Justin Fields does. He said you should get rid of him because he can't stay healthy for a football season. Give me some technical reasons why you should get rid of Justin Fields, not just because he can't stay healthy. Okay, we have a lot of other players that, that can't stay healthy. He's not one of them. You know, and I'm, I'm not saying that Justin Fields is an all-world beater, but he is coming off two of his best games, career games, before moving into this game right here. CC, your thoughts on what Briggs had to say? I, I don't know what I need to do in terms of a deep dive when it comes to Justin Fields' availability. We talk about it all the time in the NFL. The best ability is availability, right? The Miami Dolphins. question with the Dolphins this year is, can Tua stay healthy? That's a big reason why the Dolphins haven't paid him. Now, they picked up his fifth-year option. We'll see what happens. But getting back to Justin Fields, the guy can't stay healthy. You wonder if his style of play will allow him to have the kind of longevity, the kind of consistency that you need from your franchise quarterback, especially when you're trying to determine whether or not it's worth the opportunity cost in passing on not one class of quarterbacks, but two class of quarterbacks. So let's go back to Justin Fields' rookie season in 2021. Justin Fields takes over the reins as the starting quarterback in week three of the 2021 season. Justin Fields misses five games in the second half of his rookie season. Why? 
because he's got cracked ribs, F. Cracked ribs. Second year in the league. Last year, 2022, Justin Fields, separated shoulder, misses a couple of games. This year, dislocated thumb. He's going to miss time. They don't have a timeline on when he's supposed to be back. You're starting to sense a theme? Is there a pattern there? The guy can't stay healthy. I don't even need to get to the point where we're talking about progressions and a quarterback going through his reads. We don't have to do all of that. The guy can't stay healthy. And then when he is on the field, his productivity doesn't lead to the team winning games. Six and twenty-five in games he started. Think about six and twenty-five. So we've got over a thirty-game sample size, and he's got six wins to show for it. Is that enough to justify passing on Caleb Williams or passing on Drake May or Michael Penix Jr. or hell, even the fact that you passed on C.J. Stroud? What do you? How do you think Bears fans would feel if they had C.J. Stroud today as opposed to Justin Fields? Probably a lot better about the future of your franchise. Now I get it. The head coach has been bad. The GM hasn't made any moves that are signature, anything to write home about. I I understand the dumpster fire that is the Bears organization. The franchise has not done Justin Fields any favors. But beyond that, the guy's ability to stay healthy and then the fact that you're going to have to make a bigger financial commitment to him even though he's still an if in terms of whether he'll be a good quarterback, it makes no sense. So I don't need to get technical. I don't need to do a deep dive. This is a situation where you're looking at the obvious and saying, Justin Fields hasn't showed us anything to justify the opportunity cost of passing on yet another crop of quarterbacks. Yeah, and Cece, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I understood what you were saying is that you're looking at him now as an asset. I mean, you you always are looking at players as assets, but if you know that you're going to take another quarterback, this situation with Justin Fields is, what can I get in return for him? Yeah. And why would I not protect that investment knowing his injury history? Yeah, that's the part that didn't make sense to me. Now, I I get it. you got to find somebody to do the dance with you, somebody that's willing to trade for Justin Fields. And to do it in the middle of the season, it's a little bit sticky. But even with that being said, why run the risk of letting Fields get hurt like he did this past Sunday in week six, two weeks after I made the stay? Why run the risk of getting him hurt knowing that he's going to be an asset that you're going to offload? There is no world where Justin Fields is going to be your week one starter in 2024 if you invest a premium draft pick in another quarterback in the 24 class. There's no world where that happens. Just, Justin Fields can't coexist with yet another guy that you've you know taken to be your franchise quarterback. So it just makes sense under those circumstances course, yeah. to get rid of him. Now, the New York Jets, once upon a time, got rid of Sam Donald, and nobody thought they could, but they had the second overall pick. They wanted to take Zach. They traded Sam Donald. They got a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick. Now, I'm not saying Justin Fields— not Fee- a great trade for Carolina. I, 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 it's not a great trade for Carolina, but what I'm saying is there's always a sucker out there, Ev. There's always a team. There's always a coaching staff that thinks they can get more out of a player than you can. They're going to look at Justin Fields just like the fans in Chicago are looking at Fields. There's athleticism there. There's arm talent there. And because of the dysfunction around the franchise, we'll give the player the benefit of the doubt. But look at what happened with Sam Donald. The Carolina Panthers are still it's situational. Hold, no, no, the whole I, thing is no, situational. It's situational. But my my point is this: the Carolina Panthers were enamored with the potential of Justin Fields. They were, and it turns out, I mean, the Carolina Panthers were enamored with the potential of Sam, Sam Donald. Donald. Yeah. Exactly. And as it turns out, Sam Donald wasn't a franchise quarterback. He's going to be relegated to career backup status. I'm not saying that's the fate of Justin Fields. No, you never but, have said that. But it's possible. Right, and my but, but and my, me, and my point is this: if it's possible. 
How can you justify passing on these other quarterbacks that are going to be cheaper well, options you for you? You absolutely can't. But that, that's the situational part I'm talking about. We, like, this is not a referendum in full on Justin Fields. It's as much of the concept that the Carolina Panthers have given you their first-round pick. You have the Carolina Panthers' first-round pick. They're the worst team in the league. You're going to have the number one pick in the draft during one of the presumed best quarterback drafts in a long no time. No doubt. That's the situation we're talking about, right? So for Lance or anybody in, at ESPN 1000 in Chicago or anybody, any of the fans there, the reality is you could say two things. We think Justin Fields could be good one day. We don't think it could be for the Chicago Bears because we have an opportunity to go get Caleb Williams. But there are, the, there are some other things there that you got to mention, Ev. we got to see him be healthy for a full season. We're not going to have that box checked at the end of this year. And not the, for them to worry and, about and, anymore. And the other reality that we have to acknowledge is he might not be good. Right. It's okay to say that. We're in year three. We're still asking the question of whether or not he's going to be a good quarterback in year three. And as Bill Parcells said, if I got to keep asking the question, eventually I'm going to land on the answer being no. How long are you supposed to wait? How long? We had Matt Nagy. Matt Eberflus is on the hot seat now. He might be fired. We just talked about Justin Herbert being the common denominator across, what, two, three coaching staffs? If, if Justin Fields is still with the Chicago Bears and they fire and hire a new coach, then, then, then at, so, at some point we have to acknowledge maybe it's the quarterback. I'm just saying the opportunity cost is too great for the Chicago Bears to pass on one of these other guys, given what we've seen from Justin Fields in his first two and a half years. Coming up, is it time for us to start or continue questioning Justin Herbert? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Joining us in studio, ESPN NFL analyst, Super Bowl champion, all-pro player, Jeff Saturday. Before we get into the football, we learned something about Chris Canty today that I think is cooler and more impressive than his Super Bowl win. All right. He walked down the aisle with his wife to the Chicago Bulls entrance music. No. I that love is, that That's is pretty sweet. cool. Boss, right? That is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't really have a whole lot of choice in this, Jeff. As much as I, <laughs> as much as I want to take credit for it, you got to remember, my wife is a 90s baby in Chicago. Yes. So, I yes. mean, she it grew up, real. born and raised in the South Side. Yeah. There was no choice. Yeah. Like, this, this yeah. was all her yeah, yeah. idea. I'm I'm more than happy to take credit for it. Yeah, so but, it was giving you credit, but really nothing. No, no, be no, exactly. As most married men understand, you don't have a lot of say in how your life goes. <laughs> no, especially your yeah. wedding day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, like 99 to 1. 99 to 1, right? Yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's, that's yeah. A, yeah. Your wedding day, what she says is going. That's pretty cool. Monday Night Football last night. Conventional 
wisdom is, let's talk about the Cowboys, et cetera, et cetera. And we've done that today. Yeah. But, but we've taken a little different approach on this uh, this morning. Why does Justin Herbert not get critiqued like other great quarterbacks? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. I think because his numbers always put – I mean, I, I, I guarantee – I don't know what his numbers are right now. He's a top-ten quarterback right now. Like he's Is got he? nine. Oh, right, guaranteed. Like, if you looked at his numbers, his stats, all that kind of stuff, I bet you I bet you he's – what's he got? He's got almost – he's got ten, t- 10 touchdowns. How many interceptions? Yesterday was the second in, I, uh, pick, right? Mm-hmm. I remember them saying that on the, on, the, on the cast. But, I mean, when you look at it, that's, that's going to be the deal. People are going to look at it and go, well, his numbers produce. He does this. The numbers are always going to tell you, um, you know, that he's going to be in there. So where where is he? You, you, you see? Yeah, he's he's thirteenth right in yards. Okay. He is. I'm looking at his touchdowns right now. He is ninth in touchdowns. So, yeah, yeah, right around yeah. the top. So 10. he's gonna. Yeah, man. So when you're talking about the NFL. There ain't many who can do it. So if a guy can do it and make these plays, they're always gonna it, it, they're always gonna defer to it's it's everybody around you. You know what I mean? Now he hasn't had that like marked moment where he takes his team and just goes, you know, hey, this is what we're gonna do with it. Part in my opinion, though, part of that stuff is on the coaching side. You know what I mean? Like Staley has been, you know, and I know he gets blasted. I'm not saying he gets a pass. But that does affect the quarterback, right? Like a, a lot of those things that you're trying to do, a lot of the pressure that's trying to be, you know, it does go to the quarterback in those situations. And so I think people say, okay, well, if a coach is going to act that way, you can't blame the QB. I think that's why he gets kind of the pass. Jeff, let's go to the team on the other side of that game last night, the Cowboys. Going into last night, Dallas had the four shortest sides in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl behind the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Lions. After last night's game, they have the third shortest odds. They passed the Lions. Yeah. Do you think that by virtue of winning last night's game, the Dallas Cowboys are the third best team in the NFC? Or is it still the Lions? No, I, I still think they are the third best team in the NFC. I, I, I'm going to say this too. Like people have, have bad. This is. This was what McCarthy said he was going to do. This was his idea. They get boat raced in San Fran. They go to a, an away game with the Chargers. They're the better team. Don't screw it up, right? right? Like Philly just lost. San Francisco just lost. Let's make up ground, right? And that's exactly what they did. And if they don't give one, you know, the special teams blunder. They don't give that. This game's probably not even that close. And so when you're looking at what they're doing as a football team, this is what McCarthy said. Dak isn't going to have all the numbers that their people are going to question them and do that. Play good defense. Don't turn the ball over. Protect the lead. Do whatever you got to do. And that's that's what they did. It's not pretty. It's not what we've come to expect from the Cowboys with Kellen Moore and them lighting up the you know the, the score. But teams in the NFL don't have to do that right now for whatever reason. You score twenty one points, man. You're gonna win a lot of games. Yep. So find a way to get to that number. They get to twenty and they and they find a way to close it out. Defense makes a big play. You know, Gill makes a, Gilly makes a great play at the end. But the pressure. They let that D-line go. I know they didn't get a bunch of sacks. They pressured him all night and, and made Herbert uncomfortable. Jeff, which team is the biggest question mark in the NFL right now? Oh, man. The biggest question mark. I would probably say the Eagles. Mm. And, you know, you have you have the, the whole right side is hurt. You know, when, when Lane Johnson went down, that was a big deal for me. Um, so they, they don't finish strong. But it's it's – Two coordinators gone. They're trying to figure out who they are. I think they are the second-best team in the NFC. But, like, Jalen Hurts has to figure this thing out with a new coordinator. Understanding checkdowns matter. Like, if you looked at that, and Sirianni has to be, in my opinion, a little less aggressive. Like, third and nine, no timeouts. 
I get it, right? But you could close that game out with a run, punt that thing. Now make Zach Wilson beat you. Like at some point, and I get, we, you know, coach is coach. He's an aggressive coach. He always has been, and you do love that. But there are days where you ain't got it, and you saw that. <laughs> you didn't have it, right? Let's just find a way to get out of this yep. thing, right? And had they punted that ball, make Zach Wilson drive, instead of giving him a short field on a pick that almost was a pick six, it's like – don't do that to yourself. Your quarterback ain't got it, man. He's already turned it over. You've turned it over. Let's just protect this. I, I think to me, that's the biggest question mark is how fast because they're going to have to score points when they meet up with with Dallas and when they meet up with uh, San Fran. Like they're going to have to figure this thing out. And I think their their lines of scrimmage are the best in the NFL on both sides. Mm-hmm. So this t- should be to me the Super Bowl favorite. But like we got we got to see this thing kind of develop on that side for me. It's such a great point. I have a go to game when I think about the punting and playing field position. 2018 AFC Championship game: Patriots and Jaguars. They just basically said Blake Bortles here. Go ahead. Yeah. Try to beat us. It's on Sportsmanlike on That's ESPN exactly Radio. Right. Uh, Jeff Saturday joining us in studio here. Of course, you'll see him on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN today. I gave you one MVP vote. You can either either vote for Brock Purdy or Jared Goff who are you voting for oh Purdy Purdy I, listen I, I think I think Purdy has more more than shown who he is and I, Jared Goff's playing lights out I'm not taking anything away from Jared Goff but but Brock Purdy they should have won that game that's not on the quarterback like he did you know they don't have Debo they don't got CMC you know Trent Williams had been out he comes back in they're all banged up he drives the ball all the way down I makes a run and they miss a field goal like you can't blame you can't blame the QB I mean in the moment and, and that's what I mean by like defining moments for a quarterback all the chips are down you ain't got your dudes what are you going to do he stepped up. He showed. Doesn't matter who I got. I'm going to move the ball down there. We're going to get it in field goal range. And I forget what the field goal was. 40 yards, 45. 41 yards. Yeah. 41 yards. What, okay, so it's, it's, it's a gimme. Like, in the NFL, it's got to be a gimme, right? And I yep. get you got a rookie QB, I mean, a rookie kicker who misses. But, man, he did what he was supposed to do. Those are the moments. That, for the golf situation for me, is when you get into a game like that, when all when it's all the pressures on, it's the, the how, you know, on the road, doing whatever, what does that look like? That's what you want to see from both those guys. I think Purdy right now has played as well as anybody. Well, golf is going to have an opportunity because they're, no they're on the road against the Baltimore Ravens yep. in Week Seven. So Go we'll see show. what that we'll see what that is. But Jeff, I got to ask you about this, and, 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 and I take no pleasure in it. But it's the third <laughs> straight loss for the New England Patriots. Ooh, Where's what do you the, mean you take no pleasure? I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't because because we're, we're talking about sustained excellence since yeah. Bill Belichick has got to Foxborough yeah. or across two decades. And so my question to you is, where is the point of no return for Bill Belichick? How bad does this thing have to get this year to seal his fate at the end yeah, of the I season? Yeah, I think it's already sealed to some degree. I think, really? I, I do. I, th- I, think, I think Robert Kraft comes in <clears throat> excuse me, and says, this, something's got to change. Like, you either got to give over front office responsibilities, we're going to bring somebody in to bring in town. Because the GM, Bill Belichick, has really hurt the coach – Bill Belichick, and I'm going to save you from yourself, right? Like, so, and if Bill balks at that or goes, "Hey, I don't want," because Kraft's got a duty to the as an owner of who he's bringing, and you're looking at that football team going. I mean, Parkman, that thing hits you in the hands. You got yeah, to, yeah. They don't got any dudes who scare you, and so, and and you can blame it on the quarterback. You can blame it on a lot of different things. Their defense is playing well enough to win. Offense can't get out of their own way. But this keeps showing up, and you try to do it with some coaches that weren't coordinators. Now you're bringing Bill O'Brien in, which is great. But there ain't enough guys. You, you and I both know, man, Jimmy's and Joe's matter, right? Yes. Like, like at some point, 
those guys got to play better than you can coach. And that's every team in the NFL. Some players got to elevate, and there's nobody over there. When the tight end is the guy who you can, you know, who you can count on, more than, unless his name is Kelsey, you in trouble. Yeah. You in deep trouble. Yeah. That's where they are. Jeff, after a one and three start, the Bengals are at 500. Are they back? They are back. They are back. And I kept saying this. I was like, the, the team that you, if you, if when you were the Ravens and, and the Browns and you saw, that, that the Bengals had some vulnerability. You man, you better win games. They left them in this thing. I'm telling you, you're watching this team. The defense is playing good, but Burrow coming back, finding ways to win. They beat a very good Seattle team, in my opinion, and it's a physical game, but Joe Burrow getting healthy, you know, that's as scary as any offense in the league with what he has and his capability and the trust they have in that dude. Mm. That's, the, that's the part that – and, and that's not like – I'm just telling you, I played in the league a long – that's not that's not like that for every team. Mm-hmm. And not everybody looks good goes, man, if my QB is good, we good. That's that's what they believe. And they trust him. They know he's going to do it. Even when he's banged up, hey, let's just buy some time. And now they're at 500. And I, th- I think, to me, the Bengals are the, are the favorite for me for the North. I can only laugh. Jeff's saying that from experience. He played with Peyton Manning. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, you I didn't own. have that issue. Aaron Rodgers. I didn't live in that world. I talked to some of my friends about it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Jeff Saturday, you'll catch friends. him on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Every day at this time, we hand the ball over to our producer, Pat Costello. He gives us the things in sports and in life he's over as part of on him over it. Pat, not getting much sleep last night, did go to the Phillies game. His team won. They're up one nothing, and Pat now joins us. What are you over today, Pat? People who use the term curator of the vibes to describe themselves, 
That just means you're generic, you're basic, you have no personality to speak of, you're the pumpkin spice latte of life, uh, and you're not interesting, and your vibes probably actually stink. Um, May we get an example? Who is saying they're the curator of the vibes? People use that on Instagram and Twitter all the time to describe themselves when they don't actually have a personality or know what to say about themselves. Or maybe it's just people that you decide to follow, so maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, I need to choose to be around better people. It's an immediate unfollow if I see that. It's an immediate unfollow. I've never heard that So why were you following them in the first place, though? I mean, I mean, if you go to if you go to their page and it says curator of vibes and you choose to follow, that's on you, not them. I mean, they might edit it later. I don't know. Okay. By the way, you do have to curate the vibes though. On Sportsmanlike Nation, (laughs) yeah, but you shouldn't you shouldn't have to advertise it though. The Dr Pepper inbox. (laughs) Can we get people to tweet right now at Pat Pat Costello twenty curator of vibes? Just tweet him curator of vibes. Just attack him on Twitter with curator of vibes. What else, Pat? Uh, Golf and golf clubs. (laughs) Are way too expensive. What happened to golf? So expensive. I mean, what like what is go? Why is a driver like seven hundred dollars? Why am I paying you eighty dollars to drive in a field for four hours? What <laughs> happened? You know the crazy part about that is that most people can't take advantage of a driver that costs that much because they're not good enough at golf. Like like like, like actually I, hurts them like, more than it exactly, helps them. Exactly. Like you're not on the PGA tour. You're not going to the tour. You don't need a seven hundred dollar driver. So if you're shopping for that. Bro, chill out. You're just a weekend hacker like me, so you don't need to spend. Are you a golfer? I didn't know that about you. I I, I don't know if you can call what I do on the golf course golf. Yeah. I don't know if you can call it that, but I enjoy being on a golf course for four or five hours. But for what reason? The playing or the camaraderie? Uh, just not thinking about anything else. The, there's the socialization aspect of yeah. it, but it's totally. also an excuse to have a cigar and to drink some beers. D- and drive around in the car with your friends. Exactly. It's it usually, usually yeah. nice scenery, That's right. good weather, you know, so. But the people who are spending $700 on the driver are telling themselves, well, Tiger Woods won a major with this club so maybe, yeah because you're a tiger but, the, exactly. but i'm telling you there that's the thought process is this is the club tiger used for x major so maybe it'll help me New, news flash balls it's not the equipment <laughs> that's not why you're shanking golf balls all over the course it's user error that, 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 exactly <laughs> that's, that's why you can't make it through a round without losing a box of balls you're just not good at golf and it's okay and you don't have to be great <laughs> at golf to enjoy golf. It's like pizza in that way. It doesn't no, have to be great no. in order to be able to enjoy it. Let me tell you, I'm terrible at golf. And there are times when I'm like, I have how many more holes of this left? Like there are, we have to sit here for how long? Oh, uh, you, mu- like you, mu- you must not have enough swing lube. Excuse me? You must not have enough swing lube. <laughs> what? 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 Swing lube. S- spell Cocktails. that? Swing don't lube. Ju- don't just keep saying it. What's wrong with that? It, it, it just means beers. What are you talking about, Pat? Thank you. Well, Smalls reacted that way. Two things. One, <laughs> ten, I, I, tennis okay. over golf we, we every see, day of the we week. We see who goes to golf courses and who tennis doesn't. Tennis over golf. Because that is a common term. Tennis over golf. So Play wrong. tennis T- over tennis golf. Tennis over golf. Evan. You have the country club. I don't belong to a country club. That's a terrible take. That's the worst take you've had since you've been on this show. Tennis over golf. I've had worse. Tennis over golf is a terrible take. Can we demand? And a dollar in the jar for no, that. No, yes. Tennis is way more fun to play than golf. It's not. Close. Put up a poll on X or Twitter or whatever they're called. There's no world at in which the majority ESPN. of people think tennis is better than golf. Right. At Unsports ESPN, eight 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 say ESPN. Doctor Pepper. Tell, tell us you're an elitist without saying you're an elitist. Yeah, golf tennis is, over golf, so that you can walk around or drive around in the car with your you friends. You can go or to chat. a random park and play tennis with the tennis court. Yeah, but you're not park. chatting with your friends as you're playing. Right, because I want to win. Golf. I want to play and win. Well, that's not. But that is why more people prefer golf. I don't have. I have interest in more friends. I have interest in more wins. That's what I have interest in. The other thing is, people that watch golf drive me crazy in this regard. They always go to the place of, hey, that looks like me out there. When somebody shanks a shot, 
Why don't you do that in other sports? Think about that. How many times have you watched a golfing event, a, a major, and you said, hey, that looks like me out there? Because most of us aren't playing football recreationally. But you play basketball. <laughs> right? But you play basketball. I'm, I'm really who's not. Get, who's getting 11 on 11, yeah, right? On Saturday afternoon. Right. <laughs> but it does not look like you out there. They're professionals. When you shoot a basketball hoop and, you, and you're watching basketball, you can shoot around. When Steph Curry misses a shot, you don't go to they look like me out there. Next one, Pat. Drives me crazy. There is a reason for that, though. It's because I can go play at Pebble Beach. Like, I can play courses where yeah. professional players played and hit the shots that they hit. But anyway. you could also play in random gyms, can't you? Yeah, I'm saying that's why people compare themselves. Yeah, you can walk ridiculous. up to Pebble and, and play a hole that Tiger Woods played. Anyway, the last one is uh, I think there are too many chips. Uh, you walk into a chip aisle, like, what's happening? It's a disaster. Like, in there flavors of point. chips, you mean? Yeah, there's so many. It's a, there's, the chip aisle's never empty. I don't, I don't know who's eating all these chips. So like, tone it down. So, so you've complained about the down. size of the bags. Yes. You've compl- Which is a legitimate complaint, Fair. by the way. Fair. Yeah, too much air. I'm just like, too much variety and diversity amongst chips. Who's like, oh, yeah, let me get the uh, Philly cheesesteak chips? No one. I don't know. Not, I did, never once. I did see, I didn't purchase because, you know, we're, we're trying to play for the tie, and I already had dessert the other day. Mm-hmm. But I did see hot honey chips the other day that piqued my interest. Hot honey chips? Who makes them, though? I think it was... Oh, how do you say it? Utz? Utz? Okay. Uh, Utz is hit or miss for me. Like, we do, we need to do a chip brand power ranking. Okay. Because there, there's, there's, a, there's a pecking order when it comes to Where are we with rolled chips. gold? I love rolled gold pretzels. Okay. You would Second, love you would, you would, you would love them. But, 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 Pat, but Pat, Pat, to your point, there are way too many damn chips out there in the chip aisle because most of them ain't good. There's only a few of them that are actually good. That's it. There's only a few. Ruffles? There's a hand. Ruffles oh, is in there. Cheddar and sour cream, elite. Ruffles is there. The pop chips. I like the pop chips. You like those? Evan, those are too no, healthy. What no, are no, you no, doing no, here? No, We're no, talking Doritos. No. We're talking salt, salt cool and vinegar. Ranch. Yeah, Lay's, Lay's, Lay's Doritos. Yes. Exactly. Sour Ruff, cream and onion. Ruffles is Lay's, there. Lays. Uh, no, Lay's is good. Not as good as Ruffles. Lay's is good. You're tripping. Um, <laughs> not as good um, as Ruffles. The, 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 listen, I, I know people are going to judge me. The, the jalapeno um, Cheetos, outstanding. Like the the Cheeto, I'm I'm a like big, flaming hot. The flaming hot, so outstanding. Like 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 I'm 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 a big fan of that. Um, the Cape Cod chips, very underrated. The kettle salt vinegar, the, 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 the kettle co- the kettle vinegar. kettle cooked, outstanding. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So and that's kind of lobster roll. Yeah, yeah, and that's pretty much about Evan, it. We get it. That, you that's love pretty. The that's pretty club. much about it. That's pretty much about <laughs> it. And oh, by the way, there goes the golf over tennis. You golf golf trouncing tennis. It's unsportsmanlike. That is an unsportsmanlike pole. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.